Hello, friend, and welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, and a best-selling author of the book, U-Turn. Get unstuck, discover your direction, and design your dream career. I wrote the U-Turn book and created this podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week I bring you a guest on with the intention of helping you upgrade your confidence in work and in love. I'm also so excited to say that this episode has been sponsored in part by our friends over at Soul CBD. This is the only CBD company I have come to really trust with my wellness. They have zero THC, meaning you can't get high from their products. They're organically farmed they're gluten-free. I love sleep. And when I don't get it, I feel like my entire day, my entire week, my entire life is thrown off. And during these times of stress, I started taking Soul CBD's sleepy gummy before bed and I swear by them. Most nights, all I need is a half of a gummy and these little babes have put my sleepless nights behind me with one delicious fruity bite. Their unique blend of CBD, CBN, and terpenes helps you fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and improve your overall quality of sleep. I always wake up refreshed. It's my new bedtime bestie. So our friends over at Soul CBD, I contacted them and I got a discount code for 15% off your order. Just head on over to ashleystall.com slash soul. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash S-O-U-L to access our special page with them. And don't forget to use the code U-Turn at checkout. That's Y-U-U-T-U-R-N. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey, U-Turners, this is Ash here. And I don't know if you caught on the podcast a while back, I decided to spotlight my favorite shows that are out there doing amazing podcasting work. And I wanted to spotlight this week, the Detail Therapy Podcast show, which is hosted by Amy Landino. She is amazing. She's a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, a YouTube creator with so many awards to show for it. And her podcast, Detail Therapy, is just awesome because you learn how to make your life better in all areas. So whether Amy's helping you with productivity, your career, your wealth, your relationships, your travel schedule, just time management in general, I really look up to her. And she's particularly special because she's a very natural way of motivating you to kind of reverse engineer your life and make it by your own design. And we know, we all know here how much I love that to create your life by design and not by default. So I asked Amy to kindly provide one of her favorite podcast episodes on detail therapy so that I could share her work and her magic with you. So this episode is about your money mindset, five different mindsets that might be holding you back right now, which one you have and what to do next. So check it out. And thank you, Amy, for sharing this episode with the U-Turn podcast community. She's an award-winning YouTuber and best-selling author obsessed with helping you go after the life you want. I like it. Join her as she seeks out the stories and strategies. Give me every little detail. Of extraordinary people who found success. I'm going to get emotional. Oh, my God. Welcome to Detail Therapy with Amy Landino.
good morning, good life. Welcome back to Detail Therapy. In this episode, we're getting into the details about money mindsets. Do you have some money mindsets that are actually holding you back, even if you think they are doing you a service in that little head of yours? We're gonna talk about five money mindsets that are probably actually holding you back in ways that you didn't realize and how you can change the conversation, what to replace those thoughts with and think instead. If you're new here, hello, my name is Amy Landino and I will be your host. I'm the founder of GATLU, which stands for Go After the Life You Want. We create resources for ambitious professionals who are ready to unleash their power, get unstuck, and create the life of their dreams. Check out detailtherapy.online. You will find all those resources there, videos, books, blog posts, and the show notes for this podcast. You'll also find information on how you can get in on our new daily motivational podcast, which you'll get instant access to when you join our premium community, which is called Shine Squad. Just tap the notes, click the links to everything I mentioned, or again, you can visit detailtherapy.online in your browser. So something that has been on my heart lately is the conversation of money and how we start to have it a bit more often in our day-to-day lives in a positive capacity so that it's not such a taboo. I think one of the biggest things that I've had to overcome in my life is so much scarcity mindset mentality and trying to learn a new story about what it means to have financial wellness and full-time freedom And I want the same for the people that I surround myself with. So I I really hope that a lot of people decided to listen to this podcast. I don't mean that because it's like, please listen to my podcast. Like, I just mean I hope you're not afraid of the subject and staying away from it because it makes you uncomfortable because that's like precursor number one to the issue here. I, I really think that there are some things that you don't need to discuss with other people, but if we avoid the topic of money in a positive way altogether, it can never be seen as positive. So I thought the best way to really kind of start this conversation, not that we haven't talked about money in the past, we have talked about money in the past, but just kind of looking at this as a fresh slate, new year, like how do we start to reach our financial goals in 2022? How can we start this conversation? Let's begin with what we already know. And that is the typical thought patterns that we have around the subject of money. Again, I'm going to say, like, I, I, I definitely have advanced my cause from a mentality standpoint a lot in my career over the last 10 years. And so I, I just, I'm just sharing what I know. We're always in a place where we can learn more, we can do better and be better with ourselves financially. But I think you're going to find interesting how we have that conversation with ourselves and others because it's very easy to just say, I could be better with money, I could be better with money. But it's like, what are you basing that on. So I'm not going to, I don't want to give too much away. I just, let's just start to get the wheels turning on that. (laughs) Like that's easy to say, but what are you basing that argument on? So let's dive in. These are five money mindsets 
that are holding you back and what you can think instead. Okay. Okay. The first money mindset that you may have that is holding you back is the thought, I regret making that financial decision. So I just want you to, you probably have already got something in your mind like that. You can probably think of a financial decision right now or a financial emergency of some kind that didn't have to happen or just something that you had to pay for that you now very easily regret because that's a story we can tell ourselves. Regret all by itself is a story we can tell ourselves. But maybe it was a loan of some kind or you overspent on something because you didn't do your research on it, et cetera, et cetera. Anything you can think of in terms of a financial decision that you may have remorse for. Here's the reason why that's not doing you a service. Just thinking, I regret that. I have remorse for that is playing into the fact that our society is just inherently brilliant at guilt tripping us all the way to the bank. Like, have you ever noticed how much information is out there about the poor financial decisions that you can make in your life? And they all seem to be connected to people who have much better ideas and ways for you to spend money in your life. <laughs> like, have you ever noticed that? Not that their products are anything that you should shy away from and there's great books and resources and ways to educate yourself to become better, but the act of guilt tripping you is not good because of how it's keeping your state of mind. So by making you think that a situation that you had in your life was a mistake, and that you need to get your life together to fix it, we feel that incredible guilt and shame when we make some financial mistakes. And the problem with that is it's just because we think we did the wrong thing based on what everyone else is saying. But no one else was ever in our seat at that time when we were just doing our best. So... What I think this is, is it's reverting us back to a childhood version of ourselves and accepting the world telling us that we are quote unquote bad or a decision we made was bad and we need to be reprimanded for that so that you can figure out what to do next. And he, he, it, that makes me crazy. Like you're an adult and you know the right thing and you do the right thing and you do your best to do the right thing. So you may have made a mistake in the past, but continuing to stew on it makes no sense because the reason you now know it's a mistake is because you're an adult and you grew up and you learned from that experience. So I want us to change the conversation from, I regret making that financial decision. And instead we're going to say, I learned from that financial decision and I did the best I could at that time. Because you're only ever then going to do that. I always do the best I can at all times. I always make my best decisions at all times. You do the best you can with what you have to work with. So knowing that, knowing that you're a grown up and you can make decisions and you do not need to be shamed for them, but you can learn from them and you know the right thing and you can do the right thing. 
Do the right thing going forward because look at, you don't have to regret. You are not full of regret. You are full of wisdom. You can choose, but you can choose to be either one. You can choose to be full of wisdom based on what you learned so that you can make your best decisions going forward. That's your choice. And that's what we need to do here. We're choosing a different mindset around it so that we can make better decisions in the future based on what we've already learned because we are moving forward in our lives. So that's the first negative thought pattern. Having a chronic ability to have regret is never, ever, 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 ever going to move you in the right direction. It is going to keep you exactly where you are in that little head of yours. (laughs) The second money mindset that is very much holding you back is as long as I make X amount of money and you insert whatever that is for you here, I'll be fine. As long as I make X amount of money, I will be fine. Here is why this is a sneaky one. This is very sneaky, okay? Money is great because it's as simple as a math problem, right? We have goals in our lives and there are some goals that we've got to be really smart about. You know, we got to use the SMARTER acronym to define our goals and we'll talk about that some other time. You can see that in episode one this year of Good Morning, Good Life, the SMARTER goals, specific and actionable and all those things, right? But we don't always have as much clarity with how specific they are and how measurable they are as we do with financial goals or money goals because a number is a number. Like you either hit the number or you didn't, right? So that's the nice thing about money is it's like it is as simple as here is how much I need. I'm going to count up all my expenses a little bit more so I can hang out with my friends sometimes and that's all I need or take my kids on cool cool trips or whatever, That's all, and that's all I need, and I should be able to get that. But when you are coming up with your number in that way, you are building the life you want by pursuing the absolute minimum. You're pursuing the, the absolute minimum. You, and just, just unpack that in your brain, because that points to a hugely bigger issue, okay? And we're going to talk about it. This is an incredible example of the trickery of limiting beliefs, okay? Literal limits is what we're talking about here. You might feel optimistic that you actually know what you need, right? You've counted up all those expenses. You're like, this is what we need. This is okay. This is, we'll be, we'll be okay. We'll have a little bit in savings and we'll, we can go on a vacation every year and that, that's good. Okay, but then when you come up with that number, that's the number you're putting into the universe. That's the number that you are trying to attract. You're, and the number you picked is not necessarily the one that's going to have you thriving the most. So my question for you is like, why would you not want to attract more than that? You could have a much more comfortable number because you know there won't be times of emergency that end up having you scraping by 
or you just um, can can start to make different financial decisions throughout your life experiences because you have started to accumulate a little bit more. But when you start from a place of, as long as I make this, I'll be fine. That's the number that sits in your head. That's the number that your reticular activating system focuses on. That's the number that goes out into the universe. That's the number that we have to work with. That's the number we're attracting. Could you get more? Yes. Will you probably get less? Yeah. Why do we not want to shoot for more? So here is where this is like going to hit you at your core. The reason why this is bad is because you're making this decision. You're thinking in terms of these limits because you're actually thinking you are not enough to want more. And when we think of ourselves as enough, we believe that we are capable of attracting more than enough. Do you see what I'm getting at here? You're saying, as long as I get this, I'll be fine because you believe that the minimum is where you're at right now. And you don't even realize that about yourself. You don't even probably really think that if you were to connect those dots, but that is how you come up with a line like, oh, I just need this and we'll be okay. So we need to change that. Like we're we're not trying to just be okay. We're not trying to just be fine. We're going after the life we want. We're trying to have a thriving and inspired life. We're trying to feel like we can take a deep breath. So we're changing this, okay? You can come up with your better number that do that. That's fine. But get rid of the whole, as long as I make this, I'll be fine. And change the conversation to, I am more than enough, I have more than enough. Not I will have more than enough, I have more than enough. Right now, who are you right now? Because that is who you are emulating and attracting. That is how you're going to see more opportunities that get you more than enough. So it may not feel real to you yet, but... That's exactly why we need to change this conversation. You've got to feel like it could happen any second. It's on its way to you because of the inner work that you've done. So it's not the previous conversation. It's I am more than enough. I am worthy of that. I have more than enough. And that will be the case. The third money mindset that is probably holding you back. I feel wrong whenever I need to spend money or some kind of version of this, right? Like, you know that feeling. You may not say these words, but you might pull out your debit card or your credit card or write a check or whatever. And whenever you are having to give from your reserves, you just don't feel a positive pull (laughs) from that action, okay? Whether it's paying rent or getting gas, What if maybe you're going out to lunch and you're like, I should have packed my lunch. I'm so bad for going out to lunch. Maybe you got a parking ticket. Life is the way it is. We have to spend money at all times. It's just how it works. I think we can all agree with that here. It can cause some of us to go into a spiral of money is the root of all evil because I feel bad when I have to spend or we can change the conversation, which is why you're here right now. So you have two choices. 
you can believe money is just energy and a way of transacting through life and get on board with the things that you're spending money with. That's one choice. Or you could stop spending on things you're not on board with. Those are your only choices, really. You either have to write the check or you don't. For those of you who don't know what a check is, (laughs) I guess it depends on how old you are. You either have to pay for the thing or you don't. You either are on board with paying with the thing or you're not. That's, That's it at the end of the day. There are going to be things that you have to pay for But there are still lots of people who don't pay for those things. Why is that? Maybe they're not in as privileged of a situation as you. They can't spend on that thing and you can. That very well could be. That 100% could be. So regardless of your situation, where you're spending money, if you are only ever thinking I'm wrong for spending that money, whether you're comparing yourself to other people or you just don't have the right headspace when you are spending That's how you're going to feel all the time about the act of spending, which is simply the moving around of resources in order to facilitate a life. So think about all these different things that we talked about earlier, paying rent. Do you believe, are you on board with having that roof that's over your head when you make your mortgage payment? Are you in in belief that you would like to have this roof over your head that you have gratitude for that? then you can have that same gratitude for writing that check every month. That is probably the easiest one, right? Like no one's going to argue, I like having a safe place for my family and me to sleep at night and to operate. And potentially if we work from home even, because that's some people's situation. There's so many reasons to be happy for a a home. (laughs) Like what, do we even need to unpack that? I don't know. There's There are people who do not have homes. They don't have the ability to write a mortgage payment. They don't have the ability to pay rent. Right? So as much as we can have gratitude for the roof of our over our head, we can have that same gratitude for the check that we write for the roof over our head. Okay? Do you believe in how that Starbucks makes you feel when you're ready set for the day on your way to work? Doesn't the universe just love to tell you that you are a piece of crap for paying $5 for a cup of coffee? Isn't that just the easiest thing in the world? Like that $5 cup of coffee in the morning is going to absolutely change your financial life? Please. If that $5 cup of coffee is the goodness that you need to go into work, be your best self for those first three hours, <laughs> the, the caffeinated first three hours, if that thing is setting you up and you you feel good and you love you know, holding that cup and it just makes you happy, then what's that doing for you? That's positive. Instead of feeling bad, like I'm, I should be making my own coffee every day. Who cares about the shoulds? Yeah. If you're going to listen to all these financial experts online, that $5 cup of coffee every single day adds up to this and did. Okay, please. Sometimes we just need the thing that makes us feel energetically where we need to be. And I don't just mean energy from a caffeine standpoint. I'm talking about energy from a happiness standpoint. If it feels good to you, it makes you happy and, you know, calories aside and all that kind of crap. Like if it's just what you want, get energetically on board with it. Why do you have to feel bad about that? But guess what? If you've been doing it out of habit, you don't like it. 
maybe you've got other goals and this one is taking away from those goals. I got to stop buying the Frappuccino because I'm actually on a 2022 wellness plan. So I got to remove all those cal. That's fine. Then, then that's a different conversation. You're getting energetically on board with removing a factor from your life, not not spending the money. Let's be honest about the reason. Okay, parking ticket. Do you believe that people make mistakes and park in the wrong place? And therefore the city needs to pay for resources and, a, and your parking ticket is helping to facilitate that infrastructure? Do you believe that? Because it's true. So have the gratitude. Okay, crap, I got a parking ticket. Uh, not, not the best news in the world, but I can get on board with the fact that this thing is something I don't really want to see ever again. And I have learned from my mistake. I'm going to look at this thing and find out what I did wrong. And I'm not going to do that again. But the check that I'm writing, I can be on board with it because it will correct my mistake. It will be fine. I do not need to guilt trip myself because of this. And I will learn from that. Same thing with a speeding ticket. You get pulled over and, you know, everything goes okay. But at the end of this conversation with this officer, you get a speeding ticket. Okay, got to pay it. Get on board with that. Were you speeding? (laughs) Is there documentation? Okay, this nice man is now teaching me this lesson. I'm going to move on with my life. Pay the ticket. That is it. The end. Story over. I don't have to feel bad. Would that money have been better spent elsewhere? Sure. But it doesn't necessarily mean we have to make ourselves feel like crap just because we had to write that check. It's about getting on board. That's it. It's about telling yourself a different story. If you don't like what you're spending money on, if you are not on board with something, then you can stop spending on it in some cases, right? Like if you don't need Netflix anymore, if you're like, oh, I hate that Netflix came out of my bank account again because I haven't even been watching it. Okay, cancel it. Get energetically on board with what you want to be spending money on. Be grateful for what you have, not spending on things just out of habit. That is where we start to lose ourselves with money. You can always start Netflix back up again anytime you want. Who the heck cares if it's not there one day because you clicked on it on accident and you really had no reason to click on it at all? If your car has been like a giant money pit, and you can't stand making that car payment every month because you're also paying for repairs and gas and all these other things, and you're thinking like, this car is in and of itself an issue. I have gratitude for the fact that it's still getting me from A to B, but it's not been an easy journey. Like, that's fine. Figure it out. Get rid of it. It's not about not paying for a car. It's about feeling like you are being supported by the money you're spending. So get rid of the car or do what you got to do so that it is not this thing that is holding you back. And then if you're in a situation where you can't get out of that car for whatever reason financially, there's a flipped upside down situation, then just get on board with the state of the situation. If it's still working, this is just what it is right now. It's still doing its job, hopefully not putting your life at risk. It's just about changing the conversation from I feel guilty spending to I don't feel bad spending because this money is supporting me. So that's what we're going to say instead. Money supports me in a positive way. That's it. 
That's what it's there for. What you spend on is meant to support you in a positive way. When it's not supporting you in a positive way, let's reassess the situation. You can objectively make that decision. That's fine. But if you just chronically feel bad every time you're writing a check or making making a transaction or buying something, you're feeling a little guilty anytime you're spending money, you are slowing down that renewable resource from coming back into your world. The fourth money mindset that's holding you back, the way so-and-so spends money isn't right. Think of a person, any person, it could be a person you saw for five seconds on Instagram, it could be somebody you know really well, who knows. The way they spend money just isn't right. Here's the thing, you could be right or completely wrong about this, it could go either way. It could go either way, you could be right or you could be wrong, depending on what you know about the situation. A thousand percent, I will say that, but who cares? The reality is that if you're sitting in a place of very healthy finances and a thriving future with money, you aren't making all kinds of time criticizing what other people are doing. Certainly not what they're spending on. You're just It's just not something that enters your, your head. You're just not insecure about it to be commentating on what other people are doing. You're not. You cannot sit in someone else's seat the same way that they have to every day. And they can't sit in your seat the same way. They have no idea what your life is like. You have no idea what their life is like. And you're just continuing the spiral of teachings that are meant to guilt and shame our society by classifying someone else's activity as good or bad in your mind. Your judgment is the only thing at play here. Whatever they spend on in their life, in their situation, is 100% their business, and you're trying to make it yours by giving it an assessment. We have better things to do than that. So we're going to flip this conversation around immediately and say, I make the best financial decisions I can for me. I do the best I can for me. Everyone else's situation is not yours. It's not your business. It's what you've got going on, what you have control over. What do you have control over? Do you have any control over how someone else spends money? If your answer to that is yes, we need to unpack that. You, Whether you are someone's parent, someone's significant other, there are some nuances here, yes. But do you control another human being? No. Do you control what they spend money on? No, not not really. Can you be both energetically on board with the fact that you both make the best decisions you possibly can at the time that you make them? Yes, you can. All right, and the fifth money mindset that's holding you back. This is a big one. It is not fair that so-and-so has so much money or people with money are bad. Just whatever version of that tends to enter your, your head. If you see someone who has more than enough money and their comfort seems to be so incredible that you find yourself criticizing them or having it so good when others don't that you feel negative about it, 
we're going to find the good in that emotional trigger. Find the good. Remember we talked about the jealousy journal a couple weeks ago? Throw this one in your jealousy journal, honey, okay? (laughs) Because if you're thinking about how you can attract more financial wellness into your life and you're looking at someone else and you're saying, oh, they have so much money, they suck, or they're not good, or they're greedy, or they're bad, or it's just not fair. Okay, let's unpack that emotional trigger. Why do you feel that way? What do you wish was different in your world? Have you ever actually looked into the life histories of people who you love to hate when you see them featured in Forbes or CNBC? We love to just jump to conclusions that we know what's going on with people who have money because we see bits and pieces of it in the news, right? But you don't actually look into they started from nothing, they were never a trust fund baby, and they give a great deal of their profits or paychecks to charity. Do you look into that? Do you dig into that before you say it's not fair that that person has more money? It's not fair that they have more money when there's so many people dying on the streets, not able to survive because they don't have a home or they're sick or whatever. Even if it's true that it's a total scumbag person (laughs) that has a lot of money, okay? And they had it super duper easy. They've never understood the struggle in their life. And that's the assessment. You could totally be right about that depending on what struggle we're talking about here. Let's call it financial struggle. You could totally be right. And guess what? Life is not fair. Life is not fair. No one ever said life was going to be fair. No one ever said everyone was going to be equal. And there are terrible, horrible, awful things about that. There are so many people who start so much further back than others when they are born. Even if they're not born as trust fund babies, there's a million gray areas in between. And you can probably think about how where you are on that spectrum has been set further back than someone else you've seen. That kind of triggers you in this way. It is not unreasonable for you to have this trigger. We just need to find the good that comes from it because keeping you in this negative mental space is exactly what society would love to see is that people never find better for themselves. It's, and it's awful that that's the case. I want to change that for you. I want you to change the story because it is possible. And there's very likely an example of someone who's been in your seat before that feels the same to you, that looks the same to you, that's had a similar journey, and they have proven it's possible. Let's be excited by that. But no, life is not fair. It's never going to be fair. No amount of complaining and blaming and and rationalizing is going to change that. Control what you can control. We don't need to do this comparison game, okay? One person's ability to accumulate a financially thriving situation is not taking away from yours. It's not because you don't have to burn down someone else's building to get yours to stand up. You just don't. So regardless of your feelings about that person or whether they are just like annoying because of how they've been set up in their life and they're they're completely unrelatable to you, et cetera, 
regardless of all of that, we need to change it from people with money are bad or it's not fair that so-and-so has so much money. We need to change that conversation to the universe is showing me what's possible. The universe is showing you what's possible. You're just deciding to qualify it or discount it rather than use it as evidence. Take that in. You've made a decision of what to do with that information. And as much as you want good for your life and you're trying so hard, you are taking that information and you are making it a negative argument against you. Why? We have to stop. The universe is showing me what's possible. Okay, so this is a lot. I know this is a lot and this is probably really digging up a lot of feelings for you right now. And I I have to tell you how much it means to me that you would have this conversation with me and unpack this with me. I hope there was at least one thing here that we can do to shift your mindset in a positive direction when it comes to finances so that you can stop saying the inner thoughts that are negatively holding you back. Let's recap. We're going to stop saying, I regret making that financial decision. And we're going to start saying, I learned from that financial decision and I did the best I could at that time. We're going to stop saying, as long as I make this amount of money, I'll be fine. And we're going to start saying, I am more than enough. I have more than enough so that that will continue to be the case. We're going to stop saying, I feel wrong whenever I need to spend money. And we're going to start saying, money supports me in a positive way. Money is a support to me. We're going to stop saying, the way so-and-so spends money isn't right. And we're going to start saying, I make the best financial decisions I can for me. Keep it, keep the focus on you. We're going to stop saying it's not fair that so-and-so has so much money. It's not fair that people have money. People with money are bad. We're going to start saying the universe is showing me what's possible. This is a lot of inner work. This has taken me a long time long, long time to understand. And if you pick up even just one of these today as something that you know in your heart would serve you better, I think it's been a big, a big positive use of your time to be here right now. So I hope that we've accomplished that. I would love to hear from you on this, whether you go to details podcast on Instagram and send me a note um, in a comment, or if you share the show, share the show on your Instagram story, tag me, let me know which mantra, which new conversation, which new mindset are you holding on to today? Which one are you going to write down in the morning? Which one are you going to put in your planner? Which one are you going to say to yourself when you're feeling that negative energy about money? Tell me, I would love to hear which one resonated with you the most. Please do that. 
love to hang out on the gram or on Twitter. You can just search for me or the podcast and you'll find us there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Remember, subscribe for good vibes, kiss the ones you love, and go after the life you want. I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Cheers. Thanks so much for tuning in to this spotlight on this podcast that we are so excited about. We hope it supports you and gives you inspiration and even more access to growth in your day-to-day life. In the meantime, we will see you next week for a regularly scheduled U-Turn podcast episode. Can't wait to see you there. Thanks again. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.